Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Let's celebrate. We're gonna have a good time tonight. Let's celebrate. 
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? It's awesome, baby! You know it. You know it. Once again, this is a dream come true. Every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, twice a month now. We used to add them every Tuesday nights, man, but whoo, Dr. Norton done got so busy and everybody at Symptometry has gotten so busy and I've gotten so busy that we had to break it down to twice a month. But we still, you still got Root Calls Radio every Wednesday night. At eight o'clock, so you still getting plenty of symptometry each and every month, each and every week. You can tune in and zoom in and find out about the best healthcare you've never heard of ever, 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 ever in your life. So once again, you are now rocking with the best. This is Coach Kair, and I want you to give yourself a standing ovation. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Now, tonight when you call in, and I know you're going to call in because you got questions, just because you hear me give you a standing ovation, and, you get to make a comment, and the hits just keep on coming. Well, if you say something real rude, boy, but not rude like rude to people, but, you know, something that's really hot, and you hear a couple gun claps, there's nothing wrong with you. You just said something that was really hot. Okay, and I just wanted to acknowledge it like it needed some sound effects to go with it, you know, because sometimes I even have sound effects like this. Wow, that's cool. You know, so, hey, it's keeping the show light and it's also adding emphasis to something that you said that I really appreciate and that I think uh, really, 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 you know, like tune in to zoom in. So it is getting ready to be on and popping um, today, what I did last week, I had a topic, and this morning when I woke up, I totally forgot about it. And that just happens. Like your memory, sometimes I have to like write things down. But just between late last night when I went to sleep and when I got up this morning, it was like I woke up in a whole new world. And I knew I only had one thing to do as soon as I got up, and I was like, I got to go do that. I was like, I hope this comes back to me, but it didn't. So I said, hey, let me reach out on Facebook and say, what is it that people want to hear about? What is it that everybody else is asking about and nobody's giving them the answer? You know, don't just leave it up to me. Like, it ain't always Ebola, you know? It ain't always uh, somebody's having something very drastic and tragic happening in the, you know, ha- happening in the, um, you know, in the news and things like that. So I said, hey, does anyone have a health concern or health crises personally or in their circle that is plaguing you 
and perplexing the doctors. Because normally that's what it is. It plagues you, but it perplexes the doctor. The doctor says, oh, I don't have any idea. I wish I could do a whole show on just why the doctor is talking about, I don't have any idea. What are you talking about, doctor? You don't have a, like, that's a show, but I think that my mouth is kind of so smart. I don't know. I don't know. We'll come out of something. Probably if I just did a downside of nutrition, because the first 10 pages in the downside of nutrition kind of explain why doctors are so perplexed, because they're not really doctors trying to treat the root cause. They're technicians that are being trained to respond to certain diagnostic text, tests. So that means they're technicians who have went to some doctor classes, but they're not fully doctors. And then when they come into something like symptometry, then it becomes a humility issue. Uh, Dr. Abbott was on another path when he crossed uh, paths with symptometry. Dr. Wynick was on another path when she crossed the paths of symptometry. Dr. Nardi himself was doing something else when symptometry came to him. So it had to be a humility factor as well to say, look, why can't I... Um, why can't I just be, you know, be a little more humble and say, I, I don't know everything. And, you know, that way you can add on to, you know, add on to the things that you have on your foundation. You can make your foundation stronger. Um, this particular topic tonight that everybody chimed in on was fibroids, fibromyalgia, diabetes, food allergies. And a lot of my friends are personally dealing with some of these issues as well. Um, the diabetes, definitely. Um, I'm definitely going to be asking some pointed questions my, tonight myself about that. The food allergies. And, and then even when... You know, the words are moving so fast, fibroid and fibromyalgia. Some people say, hey, they sound the same. Aren't they the same? What's the difference? You know, what's what? So tonight, I think it's going to be good that we have, like, a smorgasbord of goodies to pick up from the buffet. All right? So without further ado, I got to let everybody know I can't do this by myself. I have to bring in my championship, top quality, top status, more than qualified. Oh, man, I have so many adjectives that I could use with them, like honest, nurturing, uh, uh, cool to talk to, uh, clear thinking, centered, meditative, out of this world. I can't do it by myself, so I want to get this thing started tonight by bringing on the co-hosts with the most is Dr. Charlie Abbott. Y'all put your hands together for Dr. Abbott. It's awesome, baby. Good evening, Dr. Abbott. How you feeling? 
Good evening, Coach. And we up in here tonight, as they say. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We got a lot of people on the line. We got a lot of people listening, like, um, through sure. through the chat, you know, online. If you want to, like, just participate in the chat and you were on earlier, just refresh the screen and you'll be able to hear it live. If you want to go over to Symptometry Ready, SymptometryBooks.com, it's already playing. If you just go to SymptometryBooks.com, and just as soon as you get on the site, the show is already playing live right there. So, yeah, we 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 broadcasting out here, baby. They're going to hear us all the way through Pluto. That's right. That's right. Galactic action going on this evening, Coach. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. That's right, yes. So what's on the what's on tap tonight for us? Well, as, as I said, I went in and took the pulse of the people today, and okay. wanted to see, you know, um, what was what was like going on right now. And one of the first things that came up was food allergies. And uh, a, sister, a sister says food allergies. My son has. So many, his diet is limited to meat, vegetables, and rice only. And I always get people who come to me mainly talking about um, pineapples. And But lately I've been having people saying, I'm allergic to fish, I'm allergic to this. I'm like, now I know I'm allergic to nuts. But when you, t- when you say a food allergy and it's like super broad like that, I said, man, I need to you know, ask some questions about this and bring in the specialists. So, and also, if Ms. McNeil Pitts is listening in, please dial in 347-205-9089. Press 1 so you can talk to the good doctor yourself tonight. You know, I want you to be able to ask him personally um, about some of this. And, and, and I have a few questions for you, too, because, like, what meat does he limited to and when did it start and how old is he and things like that. But, Dr. Abbott, I'm going to throw you right into the spray of things before I bring Dr. Weinick in. Because we also had someone talk about diabetes, uh, high blood sugar, and how to gain weight under under this diabetes condition. So, um, But first off, I want you to come in and talk to me about food allergies. What is a food allergy, and where does it come from? Well, Coach, you know, the thing is when, when you bring in issues with food allergies. Of course, you know, in symptometry, we've addressed definitely the the enzyme uh, mechanisms and the enzyme count that is a part of the problem. Foods, we've we've said many times, the human body only consists of 26 elements. And two, which which must be in the trace form, which is vanadium and molybdenum. And many times, People that we have to go back to when the mother is carrying the child, okay? Because we also have to look at genetic issues and the reason why there are things that are in place, and the child is just the result of the lack of knowledge that our families, our friends have, that people have in the process of raising a and um, preparing for an unborn child. So the foods that people consume, many of them contain health disruptors, heavy minerals, different types of wax and artificial colors, and, and 
And these things are what actually release certain types of acids, and they shut down the communication between the cell by by causing biochemical reactions that will become irritants within the person, within their cells, and and the person will then exhibit a type of reaction or response or, you know, they have a, a symptom. And these symptoms are brought about by consuming things that that are not compatible with us, with our bodies, that's not compatible with the 26 elements. And regardless if it's something that tastes good or something that our families uh, have a tradition of consuming, you know, at a specific time of the year or a holiday, and when all of these, uh, uh, when a person, you know, these nostalgic times of the year, and as you know, we're in the midst of the fall, and this is the time where sugar, where sweets and treats are abundant. I mean, we're looking at a few days from now, it's going to be what? Trick or treat. Okay, so it's going to be more tricks being played on the human body than actually the benefits. And that's primarily because there are so many health disruptors that are being there. And even the people who think they are giving food something like healthy to people during the children during that time, you know, they give you an apple or an orange, and, you know, there's the formic acid, which definitely can play a vital, a, a definitely a role in someone uh, who has issues with seizures, you know, because it strips the nerve, the melan off of the nerve. And, uh, and also with the citric acid, we know that that binds up calcium. So food allergies is the body's way of responding to an, inco- an a incompatible relationship between the uh, the electrons and the chemical response in which a person uh, you know has based upon the foods that they consume that's not compatible with what their cells want you know and we have to go back to the definition of of health and health is the reward that the totality of the cells bestow upon a person who aligns the desire of their minds to the needs of his or her self. So when a child comes out with food allergies and they can only eat a small amount of things, they're already in a enzyme deficit, but we have to look at the behavior of the mother during the pregnancy and the type of signals and transfers that were happening in the in the ambionic fluid that basically built that child within you know with the trophoblast and things of that nature. So it should not be a mystery of any condition as long as we know how to use science and specifically symptometry and applied therapeutic science to build a nation of healthy children, of healthy babies, 
instead of, you know, having a basically a, a roll of the dice and then have to work our way backwards. So you mean, so the parents are going to initially have to go back and research all the way back into what they were nourishing the child with during pregnancy? And that's absolutely correct because there are, because that's where the mistakes are made. If that is where the child is being formed. And if the child, the unborn child, isn't receiving the proper nutrients, the, the part the, the, during the phase in which the trophioblasts are, are, are building certain segments of the body, if there's a block there, then there may be something that doesn't develop. And then, you know, the child is born with something. It could be, you know, slow learning. You know, it could be a, a congenital heart weakness. It could be hearing, you know, where, you know, someone is born deaf. So it's, it's, it's many times based upon what happens during that, that stage of development. And we just haven't been taught that information, so it's like, well, they're able to see certain things now, but they are not teaching them how to live scientifically. So science is able to monitor certain things, but how do you prevent But But Dr. Abbott, come, listen, I got to be devil's advocate. These women are craving and they want to eat what they want to eat. For instance, for instance, let me, okay, I was looking at the Arsenio Hall show, right? And he had a very famous uh, musician on there, and he said, oh, you're getting ready to have a baby. And he said, yeah. And he said, well, what is what is your wife craving right now? And the musician said, cereal. She wants to eat all. He said, we got like 10 types of cereal in here that she wants to eat right now. That's what she wants. And so he says, since I got money, and she craving it, I'm going to give her cereal. Are you telling me that a man is not supposed to give his wife what she's craving when she's pregnant? Is that what you're trying to tell me? And that's exactly what I'm saying. If you want to have <laughs> you want to have the best chance and give your child the best chance of being born healthy and without having to deal with some type of food allergy, you know, oh, well, I was craving pickles and pancakes or something like that. Well, of course, you know, if you're going to consume things like that or if they want to eat lots of cereal, there's so many heavy metals in those cereals, okay? And then the additives that are put in them, okay? I mean, many of them, many of them as imitation or artificial type uh, flavorings and sweeteners and, you you know, it's hard to tell exactly which sources they come from. They may come from animal secretions. It it just depends. And those are the things that are not compatible with the human makeup. And when that happens, signals are blocked. Electricity isn't being produced. Fusion isn't happening. And we end up with many, many different kinds of 
issues. Some may be minor and some may be major, but it's definitely never a uh, you know crapshoot for the most part. There's a, there's a certain way in which they build highways, build houses, so on and so forth. So the same thing can happen when it comes down to preparing a young young being to enter this realm of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need you to share with people or share with the young ladies and the men the uh, the difference in the amount of enzymes they need to be digesting between a normal human being and a pregnant woman. Can you talk about that for a second? I think I have somebody on the, on the line who wants to talk to you too. Well, you know, of course, the, here's the here's the mother. She's consuming that. She's receiving these these impulses from the unborn child. Of I need this. I need vitamin, you know, vitamin A. I need this specific. You know, you know, by giving out the child, she's producing hormones. So I need these vitamins and and these specific minerals. So she's receiving these impulses, and so in her brain. She goes, oh, I need to consume something. However, if it isn't scientific, that person will be consuming something that has nutrient blockers in them. But for each each meal specifically, we're looking at having between 40 and 50,000 enzymes that are consumed. And it is important not to go beyond that or now the individual is, is, is now moving towards an enzyme uh, deficit which in turn will require the body to use much more energy than necessary to to uh, break down the food and digest the food and which will slow down any other reactions that the, that is happening and ultimately it can affect the, the mother and the unborn child. So well, how, it's important. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, so how many enzymes does the pregnant mother need? Does she need forty or 50,000 enzymes too? That's correct. Okay, but at, at the same time, she has this child or this unborn child, and it just depends on the the, the stages of development of the child. You know, as 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 you go through the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, you're dealing with a, a much larger being, and so you know there's going to be much more uh, energy that is required. So she may may find herself consuming more based upon the signals that this child may have. I mean, just recently that, that gives off. Just recently, there was a woman that I just saw a picture of gave birth to a a nineteen pound baby. Whoa! You know, really nineteen pounds. So here's a, a a child that was consuming lots and lots. This woman was consuming lots and lots of starches and complex, you know, complex sugars and things like that in order for that child to you know to be as as large as as he was. Wow. 
Okay, well, woo. Now, okay, so are there any particular foods that could be avoided by the mother during pregnancy that can, well, wait a minute, before I start asking all the questions, let me see who's on the line. This may be this person calling in right here. Caller from the 860-635. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? It's Tina McNeil-Pitts from Connecticut. Ah, got her. There she is. Thank you for coming in tonight. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for for posting it for um having a show about my needs. Well, there um, you go. My, you got the my, doctor my, right there. Go ahead, uh, get him. My question. Well, the the thing is, is that I I've went through my head like a million times. This is my third kid, my last one, and he is a boy. The other two are girls. But I, I've run it over and over my mind like a thousand times. What did I do different with my pregnancy? Because I thought maybe it, it was me. Um, what did I do different with him that I didn't do with the girls? And the only thing that I that, and I wrote it down because I, I I had alkaline water, which I thought was good for me. I had a lot of tilapia, which I I kind of thought that that might have done it after I started doing research on tilapia, and we don't even eat it anymore. And then I had a ton of um, this this thing called Mother's Helper because I had really bad morning sickness. So I had, and it had it's basically vitamins and the most the the biggest thing in it was the ginger, which I didn't think that probably could hurt him. But I don't know what else I don't I don't know what else I could have eaten that could have been so different that he turned out like that. I didn't even I just thought he had really bad eczema. And then I was doing more research and they were saying like when when he was three weeks old and he started developing the eczema, and then he had the colic. If I would have probably given him probiotics then, maybe he wouldn't have gotten all these food allergies. Well, I didn't know he had food allergies until he was one, and um, I noticed that he wasn't gaining weight like my other kids. And he, um, and he, um, he um, just kept, he just looked skinny, so I gave him, what is it, Pediasure, Pedia, not sure. I think it is Pediasure, the one to help you gain weight. So um, um, I, then he started to throw up, and he started having um, blood in his stool. And that's when I – I'm a nurse, so, you know, I knew that wasn't right. So I, I'll, um, I took him to the doctor, and then that's when she said – and she knew I was a nurse, so she knew if I came and I was that concerned, she wanted to do everything. She did a sed rate. She did everything. And she said, let's let's run a panel – for his for food allergies, and so I said okay, and then it just came back that he was allergic to everything but corn. And then I had to go to a specialist dermatologist. Then I had to go to a specialist um, allergist, and um, so that's where we are right now. He can't have anything but pure vegetables. Um, he can't have all vegetables because he can't have tomatoes. He can't, you know, he can't eat pizza. He can't eat bread. He can't. All he can have is just meat and and vegetables and rice, but not brown rice because he's allergic to brown rice and he's allergic to brown rice flour. So a lot of things that a lot of kids that are allergic to everything can eat that tastes decent, it has brown rice flour in it, so he can't even have that. Well, the thing is, is that's that's actually a, a, a good thing that he can't have brown rice because that's not one of the, the foods that we recommend because brown rice has lots of oil in it and it contains... Uh, the heavy metals. Now, as far as the the um, 
tomatoes are concerned, tomatoes are definitely you don't want him to consume them anyway because tomatoes seem to cause problems for many people uh, with skin conditions and as well as other conditions. On top of that, uh, eggs, you know, some of the things that, that you use, some of the um, cosmetics, you know, lotions and things, they have the embryo uh, sulfur in it, which is can cause lots of uh, allerg- allergic, um, allergic reactions. So, you know, some of the things that he is already allergic to that you that are aware that he shouldn't consume or use, that's excellent. Uh, corn, I wouldn't dare give him corn at all. I would stay away from corn 100%. You know, don't even, even though they say it's fine, don't even touch it. Because the first thing you have to uh, know is that when, you know, with the issue with his skin, he he inherited 10% from you and 10% from his father. Now, where did the other 80% come from? It comes from your genetic pool and his father's genetic pool. Now, do you know any conditions of those 80% of the people? And the type of things that you consume during his pregnancy, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really see the, I see some, some definitely some some health, dis, health disruptors involved because even if it was tilapia, was it farm-raised tilapia? Was it wild-caught tilapia? Because it, it was farm. Farm-raised, so there's lots of, Lots of issues going on there with with the uh, type of uh, drugs that you know the anti- antibiotics that they use on those uh, on the fish and the type of things that they put in their feed. And uh, well, there was something else that you that you said you consumed that was different than your daughter's. The alkaline water and the ginger. Right, right, and your your liver and your pancreas are, are responsible for converting alkaline, I'm mean, converting water to alkaline in your body. So when you, you know, once you continue to drink water that's already alkaline, now you're taking your, you're moving over into what we call alkalosis. So now instead of having to pro- being slightly alkaline. You're over in alkalosis, and this right here breaks down uh, certain bacteria, and they then Streptococcus mutans can then just move rapidly and wildly, and you know the person, the baby is susceptible to all types of things because your blood is now out of uh, the pH balance, and then in turn you're you know, you're transferring things to your child, a young born child as well. So those are, th- you know, he, you know, these are things that can be cleared, but it is important to look at using symptometry and doing a, a scientific diet because you can use the, the medical technology um, and their, you know, their their way to, their test. However, there's the way in which they're going to go about curing or trying to treat him is only going to be a form of repression. They're going to repress symptoms, repress symptoms, and then 
year after year after year, I've seen so many people 20 years old, 30 years old, with alligator-type skin because their blood is still filthy. So once you can go back and address the, the, the mistakes that were made, then you will see a difference in him because then you'll be able to feed him scientifically and then ionize the blockages. Because um, are, are you breastfeeding him now? No, I stopped after he turned a year. After a year, okay. Well, then, so so there are some things that that he can be introduced to to start, you know, the journey to, to healing. But definitely, do not uh, give him any food with eggs in. Yeah, he's allergic to eggs. He's allergic to dairy. He he can't have none of that. Yeah, yeah. So dairy. So yeah, that's just his blood has to be cleaned and his skin has to be cleared and there's just that you have to take the, the appropriate steps that uh, what we do is we do some time. Um, yeah. Um, I want to, Tina, I want to give you Dr. Abbott's number and let you or anybody else who's having a problem with uh, food allergies, I want you to call him tomorrow early and get a consultation with him and so you all can have a more uh, personal uh, conversation and he can go ahead and create a file for uh, for you and your whole family because it may be somebody else in your family. <clears throat> Everybody's going to benefit from you changing your diet in the household for the child. You see what I'm saying? So he's just, if he's the last one, then he's just a... He's just a telltale sign of what's coming down the pipe or what's potentially in the genetics for everybody else. So his number is 336 456 9183. 336. Uh uh. 456 9183. Three. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. His office is in Winston Salem. He's in, he, no, but he's in, the, he's in the Greensboro area a lot. So, but you can just talk to him over the phone. And like this is this is the guy I go to, so he wouldn't even be on my show if it wasn't something that you know I'm absolutely sure about. So even when I saw your name beside it today, I was like, oh, I can't have her because I know this is gonna cause his his problems cause you more anxiety. Then we gotta talk about your anxiety. Saying <laughs> so we can't have that. Thank you. All right, thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank right. you. Yeah. Don't hang, up, don't, hang don't hang up though, Tina, because Tina works in um she's a nurse herself, so I know some of the information may be very pertinent to her. Um I wanna get over to my other uh another expert tonight to talk about diabetes. We got a big conversation uh tonight. We wanna talk about diabetes and we want to talk about, you know, can it be cured? Um, you know, what are these, what are the, uh, are the vegetables that we can eat? And, you know, all these different types of questions we have about diabetes. I want you all to put your hands together for Dr. Elizabeth Weinick. It's awesome, baby. Good evening, Dr. Weinick. How you doing? 
I'm great, Coach. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed by the question. I just want to just just jump right into it. I'm the 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 question that we had from the audience. I'm probably gonna make that my third question, but for those who don't know or those who don't have it, like we hear about diabetes all the time. Um, can you give us some of uh, your background on diabetes? How long have you been researching it? Uh, have you treated some people with diabetes? What have been some of your results? And where does it come from? I don't know if that was one question or 15 questions, but I think you know where I'm coming from. Well, let's see. I'm trained as a surgeon, so... My initial experience with diabetes was managing people who, after surgery, which is a traumatic event and requires lots of, of, of energy for healing and uh, blood, blood sugar is a major component of that. Um, people who'd had surgery not uncommonly would have problems with blood sugar after the surgery. Um, and as I learned more and more about food in my own life, I recognized that how blood sugar is managed inside the body is the major underlying thing that has to be that has to be um that has to be maintained, and what maintains that is how we eat. And as I started my functional medicine practice in 1998, I was very aware that problems with blood sugar management are, I will say, present in over 90% of the people that I see. And it doesn't mean that the person is a diabetic, but problems with blood sugar management are, are a fundamental way that we can assess the machinery inside the cells because everything that a person eats ultimately turns into blood sugar. It doesn't matter if it's a piece of steak or if it's a handful of peanuts or if it's, a, if it's green beans or... If it's a if it's a piece of cake, ultimately everything turns into blood glucose. And the thing is, the foods that are eaten don't turn into blood sugar at the same time. And a very uh, another important part of this is that the cells have a limited capacity to deal with calories that are coming into the system. Uh, it's like it's like any internal combustion engine. An engine will not run if it's flooded, and an engine doesn't run also if there's no fuel. So if a person is consuming too many calories of any kind, then there's going to be problems with, with the blood sugar. Uh, people think that whatever diet they're on, the paleo diet is a big thing right now, which is very low in um, uh, starches, uh, very low in, in potatoes and bread, in fact, non-existent. Um, 
and higher, quote-unquote, in protein. But if, if a person is asked to define what is high protein, most people have no idea. Uh, most people think that nuts, for instance, are a high-protein food. But in actuality, nuts are mostly fat calories. So um, diabetes fundamentally, fundamentally is, an, is, a, is a disease of excess, excess calories, period. And then it can be either, even further um, delineated into an excess of starch and an excess of sugar. And ultimately, the, primarily the adrenal glands, which are responsible for making a hormone called cortisol, um, get, they just get jam-packed. And it's hard to understand this just on the face of things because we don't have a visual for this. We can't see inside ourselves. We don't have a window that we can have a picture of ourselves uh, screaming <laughs> and yelling when they get overwhelmed. Um, but generally, there are problems with either not being able to control cravings or problems with, with weight gain or ultimately long-term problems with weight loss. So I hope I've answered all of your questions in a roundabout way that, that diabetes is a disease of excess, and it's it's something that everybody really has to be aware of, whether there is the diagnosis of diabetes or not, how a person uh, manages uh, calories that are consumed is an, an integral part of how the enzymes that we talk about all the time are either protected or they're overwhelmed. Uh, one, one, one thing I ask people to visualize is that we all have a certain number of pieces of machinery on our factory floor, and they're designed to handle a certain number of calories at every meal. They're designed to produce a certain number of enzymes at every meal, which Dr. Abbott um, explained is about 50,000 digestive enzymes can be produced by the um, stomach, the pancreas, and the small intestine. Any more food that's eaten than there are enzymes to begin this digestive process are, is going to overwhelm the system. It's, it's, that's just going to happen. So the, the machinery is going to be flooded. And the machine will do the best it can to take care of this, but it just it gets overwhelmed. And like any system that's overwhelmed, well, what, gets, what happens? There's trash that gets left on the factory floor. And that unprocessed trash in the presence of the heat of the factory, which is called the mitochondria, turns hard. It turns into um, ash, literally. It turns into calcification. And then it obstructs and prevents the machinery from continuing to work. And what happens is that this process begins at the level of one of 70 trillion cells. And day after day, after meal, after meal, after cell, after cell, then eventually the cells just, they just can't do it anymore. And that's when 
the diagnosis of diabetes is made. But many people are in, who are not eating for an enzyme surplus are really what I consider diabetic, although that wouldn't necessarily be um, the criteria that's established. A hemoglobin A1C greater than 6.5 gives the person the, the diagnosis of diabetes. But a person who goes from an A1C of 5.4 to 5.5 to 5.6 to 5.7 to 5.9 to 6.1, that person is diabetic. There's just no way they're not. And I see that in my practice on a regular basis. It's one of the primary issues, like I said, that I deal with all the time. Mm, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, that was... Yes, you answered all my questions. All of the basic questions. Now, the specific question that we had in the uh, online was the person was asking about diabetes. They have a high blood sugar, and they want to know how to gain weight under this condition. I have lost 40 pounds since being diagnosed four years ago. So I guess I want to know what made him lose the 40 pounds, what's the root of the root cause of him losing the weight, and how does he get it back? So I guess I'm confused question. This person is losing weight because they wanted to or tried to, and um, yeah, I, 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 need, oh, no. I would he, have to have a little he, bit more about the question. He... He didn't want to lose the weight. He said since he was diagnosed four years ago, he was, let's just say, for example, he was at 200 was his regular walking around weight, and then he was diagnosed with diabetes. So like you said, uh, all of the conditions became right, and then he was diagnosed with diabetes, and then his blood sugar levels went up, and his weight went down. So he's lost 40 pounds over the last four years. And he doesn't feel healthy. He wants to gain the weight back. He wasn't trying to lose the weight. Like, he wasn't doing a slim, fast diet. I think, I think he has to lose the focus on weight. And I think he has to focus on treating the underlying cause of the problem. Because mm-hmm. a person who has diabetes is not is not getting fuel to all the cells of his body, which which allow those cells to make something called collagen. Collagen is the, um, the, the, the structure of, of our cells. It's, it's, it's what makes our bones, it's what makes our muscle, it's what makes our skin, it's what makes our um, intestinal lining, it, it's what makes our heart. And so the focus can't be on the weight, but treating the underlying cause, the root cause of the problem in in trash buildup in the adrenal glands, in the pancreas, in the muscles, in the nerves. It's, it's, this trash builds up everywhere. And once the trash is built up, it's now solid waste inside the cells. And what has to happen is that this, this person has to uh, undergo ionization to with therapeutic products called particulates that will dissolve the solid waste build up in his cells and then 
um, fundamentally eat scientifically to not bring the trash back into his body and um, take specific supplements called dehydrated molecules. What does that mean? It means it's specifically formulated um, nutrients, whether it's calcium, selenium, magnesium, um, uh, zinc, uh, heme iron, specifically formulated nutrients so that when a person drinks some water with them, they are immediately available for the cells in the form the cells need to give give nutrients to the cells so that they can start working properly again. So if a person is focusing on weight, they're 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 missing a point of, of the root cause of the disease. Because the weight, whether you're losing or gaining, is simply a symptom. And 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 focusing on the weight is is, is focusing on a symptom. And that's not what we do. That's what we not not what we do with the symptometry. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And the hits just keep on coming. It's awesome, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. If anybody wants to ask, have any questions about diabetes that we didn't cover thus far, or uh, food allergies. Please call in right now, 347-205-9089, or you can press 1 if you're already on the line. You can give us some feedback and be like, hey, this information is helpful, or we left something out, or anything like that. Big shouts out to our listeners uh, up in Canada, all around the United States, Mexico, Hawaii, Brazil, Australia, Mars, Venus, and Pluto. We don't want to leave anybody out. Um, this shouts out to Mercury for deciding to go direct this week too. We really back and uh we really appreciate you too for easing up on us a little bit. Um thank you, Dr. Uh Wynick. That that gave me even more clarity on <clears throat> my own particular situation because I don't do a lot of I don't know whether people be like, Oh, you don't do a checkup every year? No, I don't do a checkup every year, you know. Um but for me to try to make the proper adjustments, I'm always trying to refine what I'm doing. And for me to have that added information just to, you know, just yeah. to add champagne to my campaign, I think it just increases my level of awareness. And, um, like, I want to lose a couple of pounds myself, but I'm not going to sacrifice my optimal wellness and my cells being ridiculously happy in order for me to lose 10 pounds. You know, like 10 pounds is not making me obese, you know, not on not on the matter of, you know, these scales. I mean, these are, what do you call those things, those forms? They say you're supposed to be this tall and you're supposed to be this heavy. Like the normal one I don't mess with. Oh, the body mass index scale. The body mass the index. body mass index Right. That probably, I don't know. To me, just looking at it creates anxiety, but that's just my <laughs> Well, All right. I think if I was to recommend any single test for any given person, um, it would be a hemoglobin A1C uh, um, every year. Because uh, A1C. It, it's called a hemoglobin A1C. That's like oscillated hemoglobin. Because the other thing that happens is that when sugar 
sugar is sugar is sugar. It doesn't matter if it's in the in the food, in the brownie mix, or um, in the cookie dough, or wherever, in the ice cream, wherever it is, it's sticky. And when sugar gets in excess in, in the blood, in the lymphatic system, in the arteries, um, in the cells, to things inside, then it changes the shape of those pieces of machinery. And when the shape is changed on the pieces of machinery, they don't work. They stop working. So it's like an instant jamming of the gear wheels in the, in the cell. Can and I get... No, go ahead. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I was going to say that um, uh, what a person's average blood sugar is over four months, which is the hemoglobin A1C, is... Is a is a fundamental look at the way their machinery is running to process everything they're eating, and um, it's 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 not the only measure. But if I like I said, if I was going to advise someone if they wanted one test every year, that would be it. Um, it's it's it, diabetes is is. Um, a disease in the U.S. that just keeps continuing to skyrocket in terms of the numbers of people that are affected every year. And I just typed it in. <clears throat> I typed in hemoglobin A1C Atlanta in Google. So <laughs> listen, people, nobody tells me what to do, but when Dr. Abbott or Dr. Weinick or Dr. Nardi make a suggestion, guess what I do? I move my butt and my legs and my feet and my cells are like, thank you. So I'm on the, what is this? The um, anabolistical, or I don't know. Oh, any lab test, local.com. And then it's for Atlanta. So I'm already on it. Dr. Weinick, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Excellent. And the hits just keep on coming. She was like, yeah, I know Kyrie. He's kind of stubborn, so at least let me give him one thing to do. I'm not going to tell him what to do. Yeah. All right. Um, we do have a caller on the line. Caller from the 313-229. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name is Lena, calling from Detroit. Hi, Lena from Detroit. How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Um, I have a question. Um, this is going back to the food allergies. Um, my father suffered really bad from spider veins, varicose veins, and I've noticed this last few years, especially last few months, that I'm having to wear support holes and I'm starting to get spider veins. And um, I was wondering, is that linked to any enzyme deficiency or is there a way? I know my father had them and um, a couple of my eldest sisters had them, but I'm just wondering, is there anything that I can do that can um keep the swelling down because I feel like whatever's going on with me, it, it, it's like it's getting worse. Dr. Abbott, I think he may have okay. his phone may be on mute. Okay. 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 Well, first of all, can I ask you, uh, do you, what type of oil do you uh, cook with? Um, when I'm at home, I use canola oil, but, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm rushing and I'm eating out, so I probably eat out. eating out a little bit. 
more than I normally would. But when at home, I'm using organic canola oil. Okay, so you use organic. So you you've been listening to Root Cause Radio in the past. Yes. Okay. Okay, in the Coach Kaya show, a condition that everyone in your family has, you know, seems to be exhibiting, like your father, and then you said your sister. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, this this either, you know, obviously there's a, a similarity in diet, but also, you know, a congenital uh, or type of hereditary type issue. Um, anyone have any uh, issues with their heart or heart problems in your family? My father, well, he was 81 when he transitioned a few years ago, um, and he had triple bypass surgery, and my eldest sister died of a massive heart attack. Okay, so. right. Yeah. So, so this is a, you know an expression of you know the your your blood vessels and how uh, how much how they are operating, how they're functioning. Because when you when you lose the shape maintainers, because that is a and a um a signal of your blood vessels and your veins losing their shape. So you know, you definitely have some blockages in place and again this is something have, have you had a consultation with, with the centometrist? Because uh, no. we're because we just want don't want you to say, Okay, well eating is one third of what is in, is required, but you also mm-hmm. uh, need to know specific things in particular, and then know what's necessary to ionize some of these blockages and um, congenital uh, weaknesses that are in place, so that your that your heart, you know, is strengthened, and and other things that are that are that are contributing to it, because if if not. Uh, you know, the susceptibility of, you know, a condition can can go up. And that's mm-hmm. primarily because you don't know which set of genes you inherited. Obviously, you, you've inherited some of them, but to just say, okay, food and eating canola oil is, is the complete answer, that's a that's an excellent start and one-third of the equation for health. But you also mm-hmm. need to look at... Um, Addressing it at the root and the cellular level, just as Dr. Weinick mentioned earlier, when the, when the person asked the question about gaining weight, um, it's used to say, "Is there something I can do?" Yeah, there's something you can do is to eat scientifically, but then you also need the assistance of a centometrist. Mm-hmm. And and with that with that guidance, then that's when you have the best chance to recover at the uh, Genetic and cellular level. Okay. Well, I'm definitely okay. going to get on top of it because I definitely see it's. Um, I don't want to just do what everyone else has done. Just put on the socks and the holes and keep stepping. Right, the compression <laughs> holes and, and, and it's yeah. just all. You know, something to. It's an external application of an internal issue. And once you lose the, the shape maintainers, then that's because you know there's there has to be some blood cleansing that's done. Uh, and I, you know I definitely wouldn't consume uh, tomatoes and things that like that, or even very very uh, hot peppers. 
couldn't do that either. Because, you, you know, yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah, I recently stopped eating tomatoes because I noticed when I would um, eat tomatoes, that's when I would kind of swell up, like my hands and my legs mm-hmm. would swell up. Right. So and it's creating your, it's not, your blood is picking up lots of uh, debris there. So you have a choice to, you know, to use centometry and address it at the genetic and the cellular level. And thankfully, Coach is on tonight, so you have, you know, Dr. Weinhage, Dr. Nadia, and myself that you can check in with. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Welcome. You're welcome, Lena. Appreciate it. It's awesome, baby! I would be racing with Tina in the morning to call him to 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 so let let him create a file on you um, because now y'all have already made the connection. Like, don't just stop at the radio, you know. Because now I'm not saying that all women are vain, but women want to keep their sexiness at a certain level, and wearing them support holes and covering up varicose veins is not necessarily what I think women call sexy or your as Dr. Nardi says, your magnetic qualities. So um I would I would get on that um expediently and for you and Tina, I would visit the site uh symptometrybooks dot com and you're gonna have to have what to consume. So that's one third of the that's one third of the problem there with what are the proper foods, some type of what to consume, the downside of nutrition. And for Tina, intelligent children are made, not are not born, they're made. And you'll probably see something else on there that you'd like too, uh, Lena, but I highly suggest that you at least at the bare minimum get what to consume and the downside of nutrition. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Connie. You're welcome. This is a dream come true. All right, all right, all right. Now we got to get to this. Uh, we're just moving around the board. We just well, we covered some of the food allergies. We've covered the diabetes. Now we got the two Fs. And the Fs don't stand for friendly either, Dr. Weinick and Dr. Abbott. No, no, no. These F stand for fibroids, fibromyalgia. So, without any further ado, I want to bring in the founder of Symptometry. Y'all, please put y'all hands together for Dr. Maxwell. It's awesome, baby! Dr. Nardi, how you doing this evening? Oh, fine. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, Good evening to you and uh, Dr. Abbott, Dr. Warnock, and your audience. Good evening. Thank you, sir. We got a uh, we got a jammed house up in here tonight. A lot of people saw this topic. Uh, my boss and your boss called me earlier, the uh, director of headquarters in the world, and she said, "Well, which one you gonna do?" I said, "We're gonna do all of them. We're gonna do all of them. We're gonna do we're gonna do the whole. We're gonna we're gonna get it all in tonight." So I'm very happy that. Uh, to be just associated with such a panel of experts that each that each of you got to handle uh, one specific area. What did you think about um, 
the way the diabetes and the and the food allergies was covered up to this point. How, have you picked up anything so far from the show? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, these are these are expert symptomatists. I mean, uh, the way they discuss everything. I mean, uh, with every base was covered, so I have nothing to add. All out, all I can do is just applaud them. That's all. Yeah, I got that over here. Wow, that's cool. All right, well, it's your turn, Dr. Nardi. Uh, today, when I put the question out there, um, one of the first things that came up was tumors. And I asked the sister, I said, what kind of tumors? And she said, fibroids. And... Um, and then another sister came in and said, I used to suffer from fibroids as well. A lot of women don't become aware that they have fibroids until something physically drastic happens or they're faced with a stressful life situation that triggers a bodily response. When I received my diagnosis, I chose to do the total opposite of what the physician recommended, which for a lot of women is to have a hysterectomy. For me, that was out of alignment with my own personal beliefs. I wholeheartedly believe any, anything in my space, whether it's a good experience or not, I brought it here. That way of thinking allowed me to first find a homeopathic way to address it and secondly go about the business of healing my body on an energetic level. This approach totally altered my experience. I contribute 80% of my transformation to the mindset I had around it and being equipped with the knowledge to approach my diagnosis from a perspective of healing my energy versus treating the symptoms, or worse, having my reproductive system snatched from me. So I guess we can talk about fibroids first, or do you want to address the question? Because they sound so familiar, and somebody could be like, oh, fibroids, fibromyalgia, same thing. Do you want to, could you please tell us the difference first, Dr. Nardi, and then let's talk about fibroids first. After you tell us the difference, you know, are they cousins? Does, uh, uh, do they uh, do they come together? What what's the difference between fibroids and fibromyalgia, and what's the root from both of them? Well, um, first of all, fibroids are not fibromyalgia at all. Uh, they have a common denominator. The common denominator is fiber. Fiber, but the difference is this: in fibroids, it is the the fibers in the endometrium, which is a, a, a lining of the uterus, that are mostly affected. But in fibromyalgia, it is the fibers of the nerves and the fibers of the muscles throughout the body that food, these fibers are filled with inflammatory products. And it is, this, it is these inflammatory products that are causing a lot of pain, a lot of pain in the joints, in the muscles, in the skin, everywhere. And the pain is unbearable. So fibromyalgia is totally different from fibroids. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um, now, the root, they, they got to come from somewhere. 
Somebody's doing, I mean, I, I know you said the inflammation and the growth factors are there. Um, what are some of the some of the first steps a person needs to do uh, when they realize they have fibroids? And why do the doctors want to give women with fibroids hysterectomies? Why is that? We, you know, we are stopping this. And many women who come to symptometry don't go for it because they know better. And the physicians who have been uh, harvesting women's uterus and throwing them away, and they are not making any use of them, except a few who are using them for research, but at the same time, the woman's uterus, the woman is deprived of her uterus. Um, we've now these women have realized that those who underwent hysterectomy are still having the same menopausal or postmenopausal problems as like women who never had hysterectomy. So, if that's the case. Why did I have the hysterectomy? They, these were people who were lied to. They were told that oh, once you have, uh, once you remove your uterus, oh, for the, they have partial partial hysterectomy or total hysterectomy. Once you remove your your, your uterus, uh, your hot flashes, your profuse your profuse sweat night and day, all this will go away. That was not true. And now some of them, 50 years old. And they, were, they have realized that what they were told was a blatant lie. Unfortunately, you cannot go back to the surgeon who scooped out your uterus and ask him or her to put your uterus back. It's over. You have to suffer with this condition for the rest of your biological life. This is why we don't recommend that any woman had, has a hysterectomy. If you have fibroids, understand the root of the fibroid. If you have fibromyalgia, understand the root of the fibromyalgia. You see, you have to learn how to eat scientifically. This is your only ticket to optimal health. There is no other way of reaching optimal health than going over this bridge. That's the only one. What do we mean by eating scientifically? All right? One, you have to know the list of the high potassium foods so that you, the day you eat one uh, food which, is, which has a very high potassium content, you don't eat another one. For instance, Potato has a high potassium content. Cabbage has high content of potassium. Why will you eat cabbage and potato on the same day? Why? It's because you don't have a list of the high potassium foods. When you say you are eating scientifically, you identify the foods that, have, that are very high in potassium 
And the day you eat one, you don't eat all the rest. This is what is meant by scientific eating. We have a list of the high potassium foods. We have a list of the high potassium. You eat avocado. Avocado is very high in potassium. Okay, what are you going? What are you going to have? What, what else are you going to have? Oh, you're going to have cottage cheese. You're going to have cottage cheese in the afternoon. If you had a list of the high potassium foods, this would never have happened. Then we have the list of the foods that have that are very high in cyanide. Stay away from the foods that are very high in cyanide. Okay, we heard Dr. Abbott say 10% of the genes come from the mother, 10% come from the father, and then 80% comes from the gene pool. Yes, that is correct. You don't know the kind of genes with which you were made. You don't know. Since you don't know, you get the list of the cyanide foods, and you make sure that you don't eat these foods very often or you don't eat them at all. What does cyanide do? It weakens the, 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 the muscles, the fibers of the endometrium, the topmost lining of the uterus. It weakens that. And then what do you have? You, you are going to predispose yourself to fibroids, especially, especially, if you internalize negative impulses in the form of disappointments, in the form of bitterness, you, are, you have become a people pleaser. Well, uh, uh, it's okay because uh, if, if I say something now, uh, uh, she's going to throw me out of the house or uh, I, I will not have a, a friend again because she's my best friend, and so on and so forth. Well, you are internalizing something that is hurting you. Our fibers respond to positive and negative impulses. You have weak fibers that form your endometrium. And now you are internalizing all this bitterness. What is going to happen? In addition to all this, you eat sweet corn. Mm. You are going to predispose yourself to fibroids. There are people who have fibroids without knowing that they have fibroids. And then the worst part again, the worst thing is, some of them take uh, 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 bio-identical hormones. This is going to make the situation worse. Others also eat soy foods that have hormone-like chemicals. And these overstimulate the endometrium. Then the fibroids get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Another mistake. They eat strawberries. And watermelon, they have water rings that are going to entrap fat. And the fiber just keeps growing. The objective of your show, I believe, is to enlighten women 
I'm not saying men, because only women have endometrium, to enlighten women on what they have to do in order to prevent fibroids. And then what they have to do also in order to prevent fibromyalgia. Thank you. Mm, I thank you. I think you hit it on the head. Well, you, you hit it close to the head. I'm going to just finish driving the point home. I know that a woman who is her womb is being, well, first off, a woman who's been lied to. Women are more emotional than men, in my opinion. And when she's been lied to, then the relationship at home even if she wasn't the one that lied, even if the man or her partner wasn't the one who lied, but the doctor lied, and then she's missing something, a, a part of her femininity, you know, of, of her DNA, of her physical makeup, not just her attitude or her mental space or her nurturing or her words, but something physically has been removed that, as you stated, cannot be replaced. So this is going to cause her to be sad. She's not going to be as happy around the house. So, yes, I do want women to know what they can do to prevent this, but I also want men to be listening so they can be supportive of their women. Don't come to your woman. She's trying to please you, and then you say, uh, my mama used to cook me some good corn on the cob, so I want you to cook me some good corn on the cob. And she may have been listening to the symptometry show, and she was like, oh, well, you know, Dr. Abbott and Dr. Wynick said that they wouldn't do any corn. And then you say, oh, my mama made corn. Look at me. Give me some corn. And then you could be contributing to, well, you will be contributing to your demise and hers. But my my show is for the entire family. It may be a... 14-year-old are listening to the show. It may be a 40-year-old or 400-year-old listening to the show. And if they can take something from it so that the family unit itself, because now, Dr. Nardi, you know when your wife comes to you and she shows that shows you that she's caring about you, that lifts your spirits and and, and pushes you to be more successful. Is that correct or incorrect? No, no, that's correct. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's the same way when you have when when a woman has a loved one, has a man that is nurturing to her and uplifting to her, or has a partner that's uplifting to her, then that nurturing, there's another tremendous component of taking care of yourself as well. The nurturing. So, I know Dr. Abbott talked about the the food effect, which was ten percent. And Dr. Wynick talked about the, the the molecules and the particulates as another part, but can you talk about the nurturing for a second, the intangible, what I call a soft skill? What are some of the nurturing techniques that you would lend to people uh, who are in a relationship or personally suffering with fibroids or fibromyalgia or even diabetes or or the um or the food allergies what about nurturing and and how important is that 
Nurturing in this area or in this instance requires scientific knowledge. You see, when you are nurturing a person who suffers from fibromyalgia, for instance, and well, you can you can do you can you can do the the soft talk, the good talk. You can take her for a walk through the park. Uh, you can take her for a ride in in Chicago. You take you take her to Lake Michigan area. You know, walk on the shore. But when you come back home, the problem will still be there. The sharp pain in the middle of the night, the sharp pain will wake her up in the middle of the night, and then she'll be up all night again. But when you combine the two, when you combine the abstract and the concrete, the abstract is the good talk, the nurturing, um, the encouragement, and uh, the praises, you combine all this with, you know what, I love you very much, but this macadamia nuts, you are not going to eat it. <laughs> you are not going to eat these nuts. I love you very much. But last night, the way you suffered, you know I have to be up at 6 o'clock this morning. You know I have to hit the expressway. But because you kept me up, I'm not going to allow you to to have it. You can cry, you can roll on the floor, please. All right. Let or if you like, let us strike a deal. The deal is, I will take this away from you. Tomorrow will be your turn. You are free to take any of my delights also from me. A deal, a deal. You know, you can do things in this way. You can you can you can use this approach to bring harmony, love, and nurturing also in the family. And both of you will enjoy. By not eating the high potassium food, how did you identify this high potassium food? It's because you have the list of the high potassium foods. It's because you have the list of the items that have cyanide. That is scientific knowledge. And you are using this enlightenment to enrich the nurturing process. And that is more powerful and beneficial to both of you. This is how I will approach nurturing in case of fibroids and fibro. Thank you. Mm, mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Where's my where's my little thing at? Wow, that's cool. That's right. And the hits just keep on coming. I got another caller from the 404-901. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name is Sean. I'm calling from Atlanta. Hi, Michelle. Um, oh, hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm calling. Um, I do have fibroids, so that was very uh, informative, and I will be contacting um, to get the information that you, uh, the doctors here, have given tonight. But my other concern is that I've had 
four EVPs, um, which are blood clots in my calf, and I don't have a, a diagnosis. And so now they're trying to link it to uh, cancer somewhere in my body. They're saying when you have an un- um, a unknown reason. And um, I was on Coumadin um, until I researched years ago and found out what was, because uh, I was feeling awful, so I found out the ingredients of it. So I started um, trying to uh, help myself as far as watching what I eat. So, um, but I wasn't uh, uh, eating scientifically, so it's still, I, I just, I'm sitting up here now with one. Um, and they wanted to prescribe the Rolotol, um, which I wouldn't uh, take it. So I'm back to using the, the Natopinase, if I'm saying that correctly, and um, uh, Cayenne. But I just, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> and I feel, you know, I'm kind of scared <laughs> because I went to, I had a PE before and thinking my chest is hurting and I just need some help. <laughs> What am I doing here or what I need to do? All right. When you have a blood clot, especially in your leg, um, that is not good. Uh, What you have to do is, let me ask you a question. Um, Did you have blood clots when you were menstruating? Still am. Okay. You see, your, your menstrual blood, or sending you a signal, but you fail to heed that signal. You fail to pay attention to that signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, 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 your liver and your lungs produce heparin, and that helps to, 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 to prevent blood clots. Then you have, you have the red bone marrow that produces platelets. And after the blood has clotted, you know, there is another, there's another, um, uh, uh, protein that 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 breaks up the clot so this means that your liver your your lungs are underperforming your red bone marrow too is underperforming so you have mm-hmm. to ionize the blockages that are in these three places you have to nourish these three places very well so that you stop having blood clots that is the scientific a natural way to address the root of your blood clots. Then here you are, you are good. You are you are going to take uh, cayenne pepper. You are going to do this. Are, th- that is too folkloric. There is no science behind this. Your cells brought you into this world. Learn to ionize them. Learn to nourish them properly. And if you don't know how to do it. This show has given you the opportunity to go to the door and knock on these doors. You have three doors here. You have Dr. One X door. You have Dr. Abbott's door. You have my door. Just choose one, and it makes no difference. And the root cause of your problem will be addressed. Thank you. Thank you. I'm knocking. <laughs> Thank okay. you very much. Now, Kaya, can I just say one more thing? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, that's already. Now, when I come home from, like I said, this is the fourth one, and I do start with heparin with the shots. I started giving my own self the shots. 
And then they um, later changed me over to a Coumadin after the, I don't, you know, after like a, a week or so. Um, are you saying then that I should continue with the heparin and not the, I should be on the blood thinners? Um, you don't, you, I mean, you I don't need. Uh-huh. Please, you don't need blood thinners. You need the raw materials that will help your lungs, your liver, and your red bone marrow to produce natural heparin, not heparin in a okay. syringe. Okay, okay. I understand now. Okay, Thank you. I get what you're saying now. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you, Tyus. It's awesome, baby! Wow, that's cool. And the hits just keep on coming. You know how we do around here. We're going to try to deliver as much as we can. We appreciate you for calling in. And as you say, you knocking on the door. That's what it says. Ask, seek, and knock. And then it'll be open. So um, please get in contact with Dr. Wynick or Dr. Nardi or Dr. Abbott as soon as possible and start cleansing your blood, start ionizing the body. You got to get your particulates. You know, so that's going to take a consultation. A lot, and a lot of people they always ask me, uh, Lashawn. Well, what do I need to eat? What do I need to eat? You're only doing a third of the work. You can't graduate from high school just because you pass math. You got to pass English and science too, and PE. So you got a whole body that needs um, taken care of. So um, the downside of do you have the downside of nutrition, or do you have uh, what to consume yet? No, but I will be ordering them tonight. <laughs> Going to the website, I have it. Uh, the website here. So I, you gave the list to the other call, uh, the previous caller. So I have it here. I'll be ordering. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Symptometrybooks.com, everybody. Symptometrybooks.com. Yes, and we we and there's also shows because we've covered fibroids and diabetes before and maybe even fibromyalgia. Um, and so there's a whole list of shows there of other uh, contexts if people have some other questions about different uh, topics that we haven't discussed tonight. So thank you for calling in tonight, uh, LaShawn. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right, peace. But stay on the line because somebody may pick up another tool from uh, caller from the six four six five one five. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the six four six five one five. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, going once, going twice. I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it okay. was on mute. Um, this is Jessica. I'm calling from uh, Covington. Georgia. Okay, how you doing? How you doing, Jessica? I'm good. How are you? Blessed by the best. Thank you for calling in tonight. How can we help you? Well, I um, still said um, sent me the event, and I actually currently have fibroids, and um, I've already had one surgery for it, and um, they're basically telling me I may have to have another, or you know, I mean, I've tried a lot of things. Um, different medications, um, but it seems like nothing is working. I'm just producing more fibroids, and they're getting larger, and um, my symptoms are getting worse. 
so like there's a lot of things I learned from you guys today, but I'm still like stuck as far as what to do now because it's pretty much affecting like my my health altogether, work, um, my energy levels. I had to have a blood transfusion. Um, I have a twin sister, and she's also she also has fibroids, and she just had her third surgery, I believe. So we just need some some solutions, something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what you do? What you do, um, Jessica? Um, do you take flaxseed oil? No. Thank you. Do you eat corn? Um, occasionally. Guilty. <laughs> Do you eat apricot? Um, I haven't had apricots in ages. Okay. What about cherries? Excuse me? Cherries. Cherries, um, sometimes. Guilty. What about thing? peach? What about peach? Peaches occasionally. Guilty. What about plum? Occasionally. <laughs> Guilty. You see, you are breaking all the laws in the book. And you want your yourself to reward you? They say no. Okay. So please have the list of the cyanide-laden foods. And you stay away from this food. Don't eat them ever again. Okay. And then you have to use particulates to decompress the fibroids. And then I also don't know whether your uterus, I mean the the, the uterus, your uterus lining is getting larger, is getting bigger, is getting broader. It's not clear. We have to find out. Right. You maybe you may even be suffering from endometriosis. You know you don't you don't know. So stop hurting your endometrium. And the foods that have cyanide are the number one culprits. Here you are. You have very weak fibers, very weak fibers in your endometrium, and you are making matters worse. I hope you take this. Uh, this uh, discussion here, this panel discussion, very seriously, so that as of tomorrow, or if you like, as of tonight, you cut out all these items from your diet, from your menu, and you don't go back again. And then you do something about the fibroids. Mm-hmm. Are you the kind of person who internalizes your 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 your, your discontent, your disappointments? Are you one of them? Sometimes. Sometimes. Guilty Sometimes. again. Yeah. Guilty <laughs> again. You know, when somebody does something to you and you don't like it, hey, tell them in their face. And so what? Oh, uh, uh, oh don't, 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 don't burn your bridges. Don't burn your bridges. You never know whether uh, he will help you in the future. I don't care. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> I would tell you that, hey, buddy, you hurt my Mm -hmm. feelings. If we are friends, fine. If we are no longer friends, you go your way, I go my way. 
after all, we met on this planet. I never met you. I never knew you anywhere. I met you be, be, because I started working here. I met you because I, I took this bus. Yeah, I met you before I took because I took this cab. I met you because I came to this theater. I did not know you prior to this to, to this moment. So if you can get along, let us get along. But if you cannot, you go your way. I go my way. This is my attitude. Why? Why can't you adopt the same attitude so that you go so, so that you go to bed without any problem on your mind? I'm definitely working on that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm definitely working on that. <laughs> okay, please. It's very important for your fibroids, okay? Yes. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yay! You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he got to get into somebody else besides us all the time. <laughs> I was over here like, when I heard him get to the second one, I already knew what was happening. When I heard him, when he got to the when he got to apricots, and you was like, hmm. Then when you got that first guilty, I was like, oh shucks, he already on. Right, <laughs> right. But it's because he's looking for people who want to participate at a hundred years old in the hundred yard dash. Isn't that correct, Doctor Narnie? That's correct. That's correct. And he's still he's still, my, he's still a target. Yes. <laughs> right, so he has a long-range goal. He's not a mean guy. He's a really nice guy, but he wants to see some people racing at 100 years old. So he could tell by your voice that you're nowhere near 100, but he could tell by the foods that you're eating that you're not going to be ready to run at 100 if you keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Okay, so thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. It's awesome, baby. Next caller from the 443-261. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. This is Shelly calling from Maryland. Hello, everyone. Hi, Shelly. How are you, Dr. Narte? Oh, fine, 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 fine. Good, good. I was listening, and I just wanted to call and um, say that you are wonderful. I mean, I have been seeing Dr. Nardi, or not really seeing, talking to Dr. Nardi for maybe a year and a half, and I've gotten a couple rounds of particulates. I just called last week to get um, another round after listening to some calls, and a very crazy thing happened. Dr. Nardi suggested that people call in, and no matter how strange their symptoms, that he wants to know because he can better help you and help others. And I have one strange, it wasn't really a strange symptom, it was something that I probably was maybe a little bit apprehensive about talking about. So I told him everything, and then I said goodbye, and I was on my way. I got a message from him, uh, maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I called back, and I said, hey, I'm returning your call. He said, no, I'm returning your call. You called. And he said they have a, you know, very unique answering system, and it really sends them a message when someone calls so that they can effectively take care of their customers. And the one thing that, you know, I felt kind of nervous about talking about, the universe had its own way of saying, tell him, he's available. And so I had that opportunity, even though I was afraid and I didn't know how to say it, my phone accidentally called him on its own. 
So that was like a very beautiful, powerful thing that happened. And he just acted like it was nothing, like, oh, that's the next thing. Okay, let's go. I'll add that to your list. See you later. And it was the most beautiful experience. So I had to call in and share that because sometimes, you know, we want the help and we think about and worry about our little symptoms every day. What does this mean? Is it getting worse? But it's like we put it in our pocket and take it to work and take it through our lives and we don't do anything about it because of all of what's going on on TV and the news and all the fears. But this this forum that you guys have created and what Dr. Nardi has manifested from his heart and his mind into a reality is really something that's that's heaven set, that's bigger than all of us. It seems like we are we have all been vibrating on this um this field of thought and it's kind of coming together now. We don't necessarily have to ask anymore. We just have to do the right thing. So I wanted to call in and share that for the people that are like, okay, I got a call tomorrow or after I pay my cell phone bill or after I, you know, pay the mortgage. Everything can wait. Everything else can wait. But we have to call in and talk to these professionals to help us because if we're not healthy, the mortgage is not going to be paid. The kids aren't going to get to school and the cell phone bill will not be paid. <laughs> you know? Wow, that's cool. So, it's awesome, baby. I thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. But I have one quick question, Dr. Narke, for you. Is there a correlation between um, fibroids and women with, with a lot of moles on their face and on their decollete? I have clients that have, they always talk about their fibroids. One lady told me she had 20-some removed. But she has a, a, a unusual amount of, of moles, like, on her upper body. Because I asked her, are they on your arms, are they on your torso? She said, no, just on my face and my neck. So is there some correlation with that? No, no, there, there, there is not because um, I have women from Indonesia who have fibroids. I have women from different parts of Africa who have fibroids. I have women from the Central America who have fibroids. I have women from uh, Brazil, I mean, mm-hmm. South America who have fibroids. They don't have mold. No. Okay. No. Yeah. So mold is a totally different situation, and if certain if their skin is not producing certain enzymes, um, certain 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 cells be, become very twisted, and then they are oxidized, mm. and they become oxidized, and then they turn black, and that is the mold. Oh. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Because I was wondering, I'm like, gosh, I just, it, I don't know, I'm starting to see it more and more. And I guess everybody or majority of women, a lot of women are, because of the foods that we eat, are, you know, experiencing situations. That is like correct. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. So this is why we're talking about scientific eating, so that you have the list of the foods that have cyanide. You have the list of the foods that, that are very high in calcium, in in, in, in uh, in uh, potassium. potassium, and then you also eat according to your genetic susceptibility. You eat according to your genetic susceptibility. You see, you may have a sister, you may have a mm-hmm. brother, but the foods that you eat, some of these foods, your sister cannot eat them. Some of mm. these foods, your brother cannot eat them. So you don't eat because your sister is eating it. No, you eat what is good for you so that you have you don't have a reaction after that is what mm. you mean by eating according to your genetic susceptibility but you have people who eat because that is what that is what is served mm-hmm. honestly you are not in prison in prison <laughs> you eat what is served 
<laughs> but some of us. But you are in your own home. You are in your own home. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have the freedom to choose what you eat scientifically? Then you have all yeah. this mold on your neck, on your face, some around your ear. What is that? Mm-hmm. And then, in mm-hmm. addition to that, when you become a, when you are about sixty years old, sixty years old, then you begin to have a liver spots and, and liver mm. spots in addition to mold. What are you doing to your skin? So how much sulfur? How, how much sulfur are you eating? Huh? You have to eat the high sulfur foods. And, uh, the turnip green is there. Collard green is there. Mustard green is there. You leave all this, then you are going to eat eggs. Oh, because there is sulfur in eggs. Oh, yeah? There's a big difference between eating chaotically and eating scientifically. Everything has sulfur, but which one has a better sulfur for the human skin? Which one? It's only science that can tell you. That brings me to another question. Because I'm in the industry where people are, you know, always talking about makeup and beauty, do you have customers or people that call and say, you know, I want better skin or I feel like I'm having premature wrinkles? We have we have a six-month class that we are teaching the skin in this six-month class. They even have an idea about how to produce their own lotion. And they are producing wow. their own lotion now. I gave them the formulation, and they are putting it into practice. And they are getting results. They are staying away from all these lotions that have eggs in them that, that predispose women to lupus and all that. They are staying away from them now. It's because of knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you perish. Perish. Well, I'm going to get in that class next. I was thinking, what can we do to help? And I thought, I'm going to tell everybody to call Dr. Weinick. I'm going to tell everybody to call Dr. I'm going to tell everybody to call. And I also feel that we also have to get knowledgeable so that we can share. You know, it's more people that need to become, cause, because Coach takes the classes, he's more knowledgeable. When he sees people, he can share. And when they hear him talk, it's infectious. So they say, well, give me that number. I'll call. You're right. You know, or pick up a book and read. It, it's not that people don't want the help. I think that they're just so everyday life. They don't break out of the trap of spinning in the same circles, you know. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank yeah. you all very much. Of course, you've answered all my questions and some that I haven't even asked yet. <laughs> thank you very much, Dr. Nardin. All right. Thank Good you. Good night, everyone. And the hits just keep on coming. This is a dream come true. Thank you, Shelley. Appreciate it. <laughs> For sure. All right. Next caller, Dr. Nardi. Uh, I, I was planning on letting you all get out of here, but it seemed like everybody's raising their hands, so we're going to try to run through these. Call it from three. No, it's okay. Um, I've I've postponed what I I had to do, so that can wait for another day. That's fine. Okay, because you got about, you got four more callers. We have this one and then three more after this. So call it from the 352. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, my name is Angela, and I'm calling from Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, hello, Angela. Hi. Um, my question is, um, I was like liking um, baked goods, and I I've had surgery for my fibroids also. Um, 
for the last month, I've added unsuffered um, molasses and apple cider vinegar with <laughs> with uh, okay. with butter. And I was wondering, what do you think about that combination for um, the reproductive system? Uh-oh. Okay. Molasses and apple cider vinegar. I think, I don't know whether Dr. Warnick or Dr. Abbott would like to have this. Um, I think Dr. I think Dr. Uh, Dr. Abbott had to he had a he had something to go do. But uh, Dr. Weinick, you are you're still on the line. Would you like to answer that one? Okay. Uh, can you hear me? I think I was on mute. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Um, I guess to answer the question, what what is your understanding about molasses and apple cider vinegar? What's that supposed to do? My understanding is that it's supposed to help um, shrink the fibroids. I see. Because I have another one. I'm sorry? No. Um, after I had my surgery, about a year later, I had another one that was about three centimeters. I see. Okay. Well, here in symptometry, we talk about science, and and we answer questions with the science of how things happen, and there really isn't any scientific merit to apple cider vinegar and um, molasses having any effect on fibroids. As you've heard, hopefully, earlier this evening, um, fibroids are a result of weak fiber, um, and apple cider vinegar is very acidic. In order to strengthen fiber, a person must be making adequate amounts of enzymes to produce this fiber. And the, the enzymes that produce this fiber work at a very specific pH. And in, in, the, um, in the blood and the lymphatic system that's carrying nutrients to the cells, that pH is about 7.3 or 7.4, which is slightly alkaline. So when you are taking apple cider vinegar, you are destroying enzymes in the blood because vinegar, apple cider vinegar, is, is, is very, very, very acidic. Uh-huh. And the molasses has um, health disruptors because of the, the caramel coloring, and that prevents oxygen from getting to the cells. And you have to have oxygen to get to tissues to support the nutrients to um, to make this strong fiber. So the, that combination is, is actually a, a hindrance to what you're trying to achieve. Um, as we talked here earlier, scientific eating to eliminate all the foods that contain cyanide and then there has to be um, ionization with therapeutic products that you put under your tongue to soften the existing fibroids because those existing fibroids, if you felt them in your hand, they would be hard, rubbery lumps that are often calcified. And 
um, scientific eating will not will not soften the the fibroids that you have currently in place. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And this is what we want you to do too. Oh well, we got sixty seconds. Anybody who's in the who's in the chat room, please uh please call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine quickly if you want to hear the after party, three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Uh we want you, Angela, to tell all of the molasses and apple cider <laughs> vinegar people. All of them what Dr. Weinick did. I hope you were taking notes. Go back and say, give them Dr. Weinick's phone number. Tell them to come back and listen to this show. Tell them there's no scientific merit. This is a key point in symptometry. One one big thing, one big thing that we emphasize is stop listening and taking advice from people who have no scientific merit. A lot of the information when people come and they say, they say, I'm really proud of you, though, Angela, because you came to check it out. You said, hey, this is what they said, and that's why I have this panel of scientists. I really call them smackers. Offline, I call them smackers because you just toss the ball and they smack it out the park like a home run. Smack up, smack up. And that's what we should be doing because there's so much unsound scientific stuff floating around here, unproven data that sounds good to the gullible, and it has a good marketing strategy. Uh, my friend Stilts, I'm calling him out right now. He's in Atlanta. Works over at um, he works over at Sevenanda. And they had a sale on apple cider vinegar, and he put he just he took a picture of it, Doctor Abbott. I mean, Doctor Nardi and Doctor Weinick, and posted on Facebook, and said, "Oh, the apple cider vinegar is on sale. Everybody, come on down and get it." And then everybody started posting what they were using it for. Oh. I couldn't even, and I just and I just said. I said, I see why Dr. Winick don't have a Facebook page. She don't want to see this. I see why Dr. Nardi is not on here all the time. And then I told Stilts, I said, are you, because I, I get a little blunt, I said, are you still posting this garbage? Because what I was doing was saying, where's the scientific evidence? You don't have any scientific evidence that this is, all you can tell me is it's on sale. And that's exactly how he replied, too. He says, I'm, he said, I really can't dispute you. I'm just letting people know it's on sale. I said, Lord, mercy. So please go back and tell everybody who's trying to convince you that apple cider vinegar and whatever. I don't, I haven't, this is just, I mean, Dr. Weinick, have you, do you know of any scientifically sound and proven? Benefits of apple cider vinegar, Dr. Weinick, or do you have any in your house or your cupboard? <laughs> I have absolutely no apple cider vinegar or molasses anywhere, <laughs> not wait, even wait, in wait. Just sniffing distance. 
Wait a minute. I'm talking about the brags, and I'm I'm calling the brand out. I ain't Dr. Nardi. I can call the brand out. No, the brags, the brags, apple cider vinegar, the one in no. the nice. None. No, none. Is it is it that you ran out and you haven't gotten any bags yet, <laughs> or is it that you don't ever buy it? I never ever buy apple cider vinegar, except. If- it's except, except the one the one instance I've did a, I've done a lot of work around my house and what I used use it for it's been a long time ago is to polish brass around my house. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of how acidic it is. Wow. And the hits just keep on coming. She's a and, and and how long have you been? How long and you say you? How long have you been a doctor, Doctor Wine? How long have you been a scientist? Over thirty years. Uh, over thirty years. I and you, tractor, yeah. And and you used it to clean some brass. Okay, well, hey, <laughs> there we go, there we go, Doctor Nardi. She's using it as a brass cleaner, Doctor Nardi. Brass cleaner. <laughs> not in. She said it's not even in. Angela, she said it's not even in sniffing distance. What does that tell you, Angela? She said not even in sniffing distance. That tells me to keep it far, far away. <laughs> right. Now, it does. Now, I'm going to just add this part, too, and I'm going to get to the next caller. You can use it and mix it with baking soda to get, like, burnt rust or burnt stuff off the bottom of your pan. Like, if you burn something out of that pan, it's something about the apple cider vinegar and the baking soda it just easily removes it. That's the only reason I got some, but I haven't had none. You know, I try not to burn the stuff, but I get me a little piece of vinegar and put some baking soda, and I use it to scrub my pots and pans, too. So she uses it for brass, and I use it for, for uh, removing burned stuff from the bottom of my pots and pans. So yeah. here we go. Oh. All right. Well, I thank you all so much. Thank you, Angela. All All right. Next caller from the 848. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get the name of where you're calling from, please? Hi, I'm Vic calling from New Jersey. Just had two quick questions. Um, uh, with Fibro, my uh, hydro, my Fibro, my Hauser, you know, whatever it's called. Um, um, my uh, mom says that the doctor says that she has low potassium, so they tell her to eat a lot of bananas. Yeah, earlier you were saying that potassium uh laden uh foods help make it worse. So I was wondering what I could do to tell her to help her to like not be in pain cuz like it the the it makes her not able to to walk and go out. Of and course. Of course. You know, it, it, it is sad. Okay. Is she on some drugs? Is she taking some drugs for other conditions? If she's taking some drugs for yeah. other conditions, then these drugs are taking are depleting potassium from her. So, so one thing is taking out potassium and now she's asked to go and buy potassium supplements and be taking potassium supplements. If she had not been taking those particular drugs, she would have had enough potassium in her body. So the, they're giving her drugs that are actually um, depleting, depleting potassium from her body. And then that's why she has fibromyalgia or whatever? No. That 
I don't know the kind of food she has been eating. That's why when I, I don't know whether you were here when I first started uh, talking. Um, if you are eating uh, foods that are very high in potassium, you have to be very careful not to combine two, three, four of them and eat them on the same day. If you do that, you suffer from potassium overload. And this and potassium overload, the cells respond to potassium overload by overproducing inflammatory products. Oh. That's what I yes, they all they react by overproducing inflammatory products. And where do these inflammatory products go? They get stuck in the nerves of the fibers and in the nerves of the muscles. Oh, some so of them how, get so, some of them get stuck in the joints. Yeah. In the synovial membrane. They get stuck in the joints. So how do you remove them? You cannot remove them unless you ionize these these inflammatory products. Unless you ionize them. So you can, she can oh. take she can take uh, uh, potassium supplements that's going to make her situation worse. Yeah. Um, so do you know how I could ionize her? Do you got a, like an email or number I could call you or something? Well, it's not necessarily me. You you can call me. You can call Dr. Abbott. You can call Dr. Wanek. So uh, oh, yeah. it's a, yeah, a symptometrist. You call the symptometrist number. Uh, I think Dr. I mean, uh, Mr. Coach Kaye will, will give you the numbers. If Once you call any of these numbers, and then you tell, you tell uh, the symptometrist what the situation is, and then the treatment will start right away because the symptomatists will know exactly what to do. You cannot remove these inflammatory products. You cannot use surgery to remove these inflammatory products. No, you have to ionize them. And we have the we have the we have the the, the products to do the ionization. All right. Where can I get the products? You call a symptomatist. You do oh. the consultation, and then after that, a file is open and the treatment begins. All right, I'll see if uh, that's in a chat room or something uh, for that info. Um, but uh, also, I was wondering for myself. Uh, there, I've been having like like these skin issues. It's not eczema, but it's like uh, dry spots that are like like it almost looks like just dry skin, but they're like white. Um, and they're circular, um, and but like if I put lotion on, it kind of fades out. But then like the skin is a bit off. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it like it sometimes spread. I was just wondering if you knew what that. If there's well, uh, there, are, there are so many skin conditions. There are so many skin conditions, and names mm -hmm. names are, are just countless. So all you have to do is just make sure that you don't eat the foods that remove sulfur from your skin. Do you eat eggs? Some, sometimes, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. You know, uh, sulfur, the sulfur in the eggs, there's not much the sulfur in, the, in, in our skin. So uh, it tends to displace the sulfur in our skin, the area of your skin where too much sulfur has been removed, that, that, that area will change color. Do you eat kale? Yeah. 
All right. I like the way you say yeah because you drag your voice in answering the yes. Okay, just answering the question. I will not advise you to eat kale because if you continue eating kale, you may end up with uh, some small secular spots um, where uh, uh, you will not be producing the skin color called uh, melanin. You will not be producing in that in those areas. And if this continues, you may start suffering from vitiligo on on your thighs, on your on your calf. Or on your chest, or on your back, or on your shoulder. Yo, I think that's what it is. That's crazy because they make kale seem like it's all healthy, and that's like the well, well, well. Hey, right. uh, they they have to put food on their table, okay? So, so that's why you come to this show. You listen to the truth over here. You know, uh, people are paying their taxes, and they they have every right to sell whatever they want, provided they have buyers. If they have buyers, hey. Uh, let them say what they want. But if you want the truth, you know where to go now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I really appreciate uh, what's happening here. Um, so I'm going to figure out what I, what has low sulfur and to stop eating that, you said? That so is correct. That is correct. Yes, yes, yes. So that that, that, cool. that, that would be a start, okay? And then when you call a symptomatist, then you have more professional guidance, better expertise. Right. Is is Opsum uh, Matris that you're saying, is that like a website or something? Um, the the website is the symptometry website is www.symptometry.com. That is the symptometry website. And then you keep going and then uh, you keep browsing and you see um, the the symptometries, the three symptometries on the website. They, they are there and you can just have you have the step your telephone numbers, you can dial the telephone numbers, okay? All right, cool. Thank you. So what can I okay. do for my mom today though, so she could like not be in pain? Like you should like get the products from this website to ionize. Oh no her? no 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 we we don't have we don't sell products on our website. We we we, we are not a selling marketing agency. What you do is um that's why tonight Tonight, uh, there's nothing we can do for your mom tonight. But if if you call a symptomatist and then you ask your request for treatment for your mom, and your mom is ready to comply with the recommendations of the symptomatist, mm-hmm. we will tell that your mom, hey, don't drink peppermint tea. Don't drink Lipton tea. Don't do this. If your mom says, okay, I'm ready to stop, fine. But if your mom says, oh, this is what I've been drinking all my life, then there's nothing we can do for your mom. No, nah, she's not like that. She's, she's <laughs> open as long as it works, you know. Okay, that is fine. That is fine. So uh, just if she's ready to comply with our recommendations, uh, we'll be able to do something for your mom, but not for tonight. All right, that's fine. Thank you. I appreciate the help. Yeah, Thanks. welcome. Thank you. Thank you, big brother, for tuning in tonight. Appreciate that. Um, you can find Dr. Nardi's number. On some time on the on the website symptometry dot com or symptometrybooks dot com. Uh, if you would like to call Doctor Nardi, I'm sorry, Doctor Abbott. His phone number is three three six four five six nine one eight three, and Doctor Wynette's number is three three six. And I know the last four numbers are ten twenty. Wait a minute, Doctor Wynette is coming to me. I think it's it's either uh, 
Is it five two four or five ninety? It's something five something. Five five four five. Five four five. Five five forty five. Five forty five ten twenty to talk to right. Dr. Winding. Five four five ten twenty. Three three six for Dr. Weinick, three three six for Dr. Abbott and <clears throat> for Dr. Nardi. It's uh seven oh eight six nine one four nine seven seven. If they do not answer immediately, just leave a message and they will call you back. That's for everybody who's on the call. If you'd like to talk to any of the symptometrists, please, please, please reach out as soon as possible. Um, I really want to applaud you too, Vic, because you're on the phone for your mother. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, putting two and two together and put out more solutions to the people is really great. So thanks. Exactly. And then sometimes they have to have a rude boy like myself who just cut through the chase and all the crazy diets. See, I tried everything. And see, even when it, yeah. <clears throat> even when symptometry, this would be uh, March would be my third year, I think, with symptometry. But in the beginning, I'm the doubter. You got to think. I had already I had already tried everything else. The vegetarian diet, the raw diets, Dr. Sabi, Dr. Africa, Dr. Fa- uh, Phil Valentine. I'm super good friends with Queen Afua, but it's not scientifically superior. And that's what I'm looking for. I ain't looking for egos. I'm still friends with them, but I have to go with the with the diet that is scientifically superior through proven and that's what Dr. Nardi, Dr. Nardi made a big statement. He said, hey, proving, curing is proven. And I was like, what? Mm. He was like, yeah, we ain't doing no symptom relocation. Like, we're knocking it out the box. So uh, I tried it for myself, too, because that's me. I'm a hands-on. I said, well, I got this. Can you help me with this? You know, let me see what, you know, let me see what happens if I get committed and no whining and complaining. He took strawberries from me. He took chocolate from me. He took my blueberry and raspberry and, and uh, uh, smoothies that I like making with two bananas in it and a whole bunch of ice and strawberries and honey and molasses. He took all that from me. But my not only is my health better, I make more money now. Uh, I'm happier. I'm in better relationships, like all of that. I've smoked weed for over 25 years I don't, uh, October, this is my uh, two-year anniversary. I don't smoke weed no more. This is a dream come true. Listen, and I tried everybody's stuff, and, and some people couldn't even stop help, help me stop smoking. They were just like, well, you know, it's a herb. I was like, we don't smoke poison ivy. What you going to tell me? It's a herb. It's from the earth. You know, people weren't using scientific. They were using more religious dogma as a dietary, and my body wasn't, you know, doing that. And then some of the other things that I learned along the way, man. So um, I just really applaud you, um, and and it's it's going to be very re- rewarding for you if you do the research. And take your time. One thing Dr. Nardi told me early on was just like changing lanes on the highway from one paradigm to another transition. It's a transition. Don't try to just jump and do everything immediately. You know what I mean? So there mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm going on my third year, and there's still some things that I'm battling myself. But Dr. Weinick today, she 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 Bruce Lee me in the throat. She didn't even know it. 
uh, with the thing about the cookie dough and the batches of cookies. And I had two cinnamon oatmeal raisin cookies today, Dr. Weinick. I'm just going to go ahead and confess. I just I had two, and they were good too, Dr. Weinick. But now I got to go get my hemoglobin. They, Dr. Naughty, they were good. I don't lie. That's the thing too. See, see, look, see, I see Vic. Vic, you see how he's doing? He ain't saying nothing. He's yeah. just over there giggling. Dr. Weinick, she's over there giggling. Hey, look, man, I'm doing, hey, I'm I'm working on it. But guess what? I got tons of enzymes in here. I got collard greens. I got I got basmati rice. I got I got particulates out the wazoo. I got molecules. I got a pineapple that's getting ready to get knocked off tonight. You know, so even me, even coach, slips sometimes. But it's just every day I'm working to get better. Dr. Nardi been doing this for twenty some years. I ain't tr- I, I I can't do that in three years. And he never told me you got to be like me in three years. So he might expect me to tighten up. He don't want me eating those cinnamon raisin cookies. But they're good too. But anyway, that's another subject. So <laughs> all right, Dr. Weinick, do you want to slap me on the back of the hand real quick? I'm in public. Oh, no, I think you've already done that for yourself. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Yeah, keep, keep it to or yourself have done that already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and your sales will retaliate too, Vic. I'm just going to tell everybody, like, you mess around and, and your sales will retaliate when you try to renege. Like, I, get, I, got, I got super, super clean one time, and then um, I was like, and mine was bread. I love bread. I love bread, and so I love. I was on the um, eat right for your blood type diet, and it's like, oh, you're O positive. You can eat. You can eat rye bread. You can eat sourdough bread. It's good for you. But I had stopped eating all breads. I was only eating fresh breads, French bread, biscuits, cornbread, uh, pancakes, waffles. I wasn't eating nothing with no preservatives in it. And then I don't know what happened. One day we ran out, and so my mama had some. Uh, she had some sourdough bread in the refrigerator, and I had, you know, about two slices with a meal of sourdough bread, and boy, my cells retaliated to the highest degree the next morning, and I, because I used to have a battle with asthma, and that's where they showed up at. Your cells will come and talk to you and want to know, can they get your attention, and that's what, you might call it pain. But it's really your cells are trying to communicate with you and get your attention. Is that right, Doctor Nardi? They're trying to get your yes, attention. Of course, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they got my attention because anytime you start interfering with my breath, oh, you got my attention. Like some people say, you don't don't mess with don't mess with a black man's money. No, don't mess with a black man's breath. Don't mess with nobody's breath. Mm-hmm. I've been breathing fine for years, and all of a sudden I'm short of breath. No, 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 no. So. I had to learn sometimes the hard way, so welcome to the team, Vic. And I would highly recommend the six-month course. I highly recommend that to everyone uh, that Dr. Nardi spoke of earlier. You can go to the American School of Symptometry.org, the American School of Symptometry.org, and uh, get further information on the school over there. All right? Yeah, thank you. All right, big brother. Talk to you later. Peace. Uh Uh-huh. It's awesome, baby. Yes, it's awesome, baby. And it's over for the night. We don't have any more calls. 
I definitely appreciate everyone who hung out with us to the end. Uh, and I see some I see some classmates of mine from the uh, from the six month class, and there's probably some current six month attendees in 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 the call queue right now as well. So uh, I definitely want to applaud everyone who's taking the six month course. Everyone who has completed the six month course. And everyone who's planning on taking the next six month course is starting in January. It's awesome, baby. Uh like Shelly said earlier, when you start to speak with more confidence, um, when you know things and then you can start to help more people through your own actions. People won't look at your skin. They won't look at your eyes. They won't look at your hair when you're telling them about something new. Would you notice that, Dr. Weinick, that when you're telling telling people about things, they're probably intricately looking at you to see, you know, what what your skin looks like and what your fingernails look like? Definitely, I mean, it's, it's a natural part of, of, of what we do, and that's why um, everyone enrolled in the school of symptometry is working on curing their own diseases so that we're shining examples of, of what symptometry has to offer. The shining example. I love how she said that. Um all right. Um big shouts out to Alexis K. Tyler. She said she got kicked off the line. She wanted to ha- she wanted to talk as well. My apologies. We I, I I was trying to get to the last person before I guess I was talking too much. We'll get her back on next week. Um Dr. Weinick, do you have any closing thoughts for us tonight? on fibro, is fibromyalgia, food allergies, or diabetes? Uh, I think the only thing I would like to say is for people to consider more deeply the decisions that they're making about what they're willing to do Um to try to to make things different in their body. And I think we've heard a lot of people who have to applaud them for willing be willing to talk about what it is that they're what kind of advice they're following or what they've been doing to try to to help make things better. Man, that's that's powerful right there to just be better than you were yesterday and extending your lineage. So thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. White. It's awesome, baby. Dr. Nardi, do you have any comments or feedback that you'd like to leave uh, us with tonight as we close out the show? Oh, um, yeah. Um, I just want uh, listeners, you know, to call the symptomatists and uh, tell them um, many of uh, their symptoms without holding anything back, you know. And I I, I had, uh, I, I was just reading an email this evening from 
uh, subject I'm treating, and who told me that uh, there were many other conditions that she did not tell me about, but all these conditions were resolved. I said, but why didn't she... That, that, is, that is what I intend to write to her tomorrow. If she's listening right now, okay. But if not, that will be my, my, my reply tomorrow, early in the morning, so that when she wakes up, she will read the, she will read the email. Why didn't you tell me about all this? Well, she didn't want to tell me because, you know, uh, she does not know how, uh, how my reaction was going to be. But suppose I did not give her a broad spectrum particulate that covered all these bases. You know, she would have continued to have this problem. There are certain issues that are so personal that women don't feel comfortable discussing them. And then they suffer in silence. Stop suffering in silence. Bring out all these things, to all your symptoms, to the attention of the symptomatist. And if some of these are not cured now, they will be cured later. Who knows what else is there that she did not bring to my attention? You see? So I will not advise you to continue to suffer in silence. Symptometry is here. We have the knowledge. We have the technical know-how. And we have the tools. Sometimes the results will not come immediately. But the result will be coming because it is yourselves that have the final say, the final word. The symptomatist is a healing facilitator. It is the cells that make the final decision. So we'll do our best and let the cells do the rest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And look, that, while you were talking, you were talking about somebody else, but you were you hit you hit me with a broad-based particulate in your statement because at the very beginning of the show I said I forgot what the topic was that I wanted for 2 weeks I've been wanting to talk about one topic and I've been wanting to call you to tell you exactly what you were saying and I've been analyzing myself and I was like it's time for me to get treated for the Lohan curse and I was going to do a show tonight on the Lohan curse. And I mean, just like 30 seconds ago, while you were still talking, I was oh, like, I see. Mm-hmm. it came, it, it, it came to me. And so, yes, either you can call me early in the morning or I'm going to call you early in the morning because I, I, I got some very pointed things that have come up that have signified that that is my next step of evolution and and I and I need to get on that two days, two or three days ago. So um yes. So you either I'll call you in the morning or you can call me. Whoever call who first would be fine. So yes, I'm requesting mine in public because I have to do the and that's what we're gonna talk about in two weeks. Next the next the next show that we do is gonna be on the Lohan curse because I know it's a lot of people that um that that need to to really go more into detail, especially from the things that I have been analyzing, even in my own personal growth. So, yes, that's the announcement for the next show, everybody. We will be talking about the Lohan curse. If you don't know what it is, get ready. Get ready, get ready. We've talked about it before, but 
we haven't done an entire show on it in almost three years. So, um, yeah, that's what we're getting ready to do. So I thank everybody for coming out. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Thank you, Dr. Weinick. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank all, you. The, all the listeners from New Jersey, Florida, uh, Canada, New York. Hey, number Swami, I see you over there. I sent you a text. Um, Chicago, New York, uh, all parts of Georgia, Pluto, Mercury, and Jupiter. I love you all, and we're gonna we're gonna take it out where we came in. It's a celebration. See y'all in two weeks. Peace.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.